Welcome to another Moment with Matt with State Representative Matt Dowling of the 51st Legislative District in Fayette and Somerset Counties. Representative Dowling, welcome to another report to your constituents. And we'd like to get right off the bat by starting to talk about where you've been for the last couple of months. You've been through a serious physical issue. Talk to us about what went on. Yeah, so I was involved in a motor vehicle accident on October the 6th and um, subsequently ended up, uh, I was on the other side of the state, ended up in Lancaster General Hospital, uh, received excellent care there at the hospital with their tier one trauma center. And um, really between the first responders and the men and women, uh, the doctors and nurses at that hospital, they saved my life. Um, and, you know, I, I was a full code at one point in time. Um, so I was as, as close to death door as you could get. Um, but I have been very blessed and very fortunate. Um, I did some recovery in the Morgantown, West Virginia area um, over the month of December. And I'm now back home with my family and uh, have some home health nurses. Being that um, we changed the house rules during the pandemic to allow for remote voting, there was one week at the beginning of my ailment when um, – you know, I was sedated to a point to where I couldn't participate or vote. But for the majority of my rehabilitation, I've been able to read the bills, know what we're voting on, and um, vote from either the comfort of my um, of my hospital room or now from my home. Um, but in February, we will be uh, in in Harrisburg for session. And uh, I will be there front and center with my uh, my brand new cane to help me with mobility issues. Um, but uh, but I'll be there and participating in person. And even though you haven't been here in person, legislation that you have sponsored has been making its way through the process. I understand that the Senate has passed a bill that you sponsored, House Bill 979. Can you tell us what this would do and, and what where this really is in the process? Yeah, and being remote, you'd be surprised how much you can get done via text message nowadays uh, because there were some senators that I was texting with um, as the bill was moving through their process, both in committee and then on the floor, um, as well as some staff members in the Senate I was in communication with. House Bill 979 is one that I think is vital and important, although it reinforces current Pennsylvania law. The Commonwealth of Pennsylvania has over 2,000 different municipalities um, and Many of those, or some of those, are creating their own laws in relation to firearm ownership. Um, some of them are making it more difficult or changing reporting um, when a gun is stolen, for instance. The problem with that is that we uh, make it very difficult for an otherwise law-abiding gun owner to travel across those 2,000 municipalities of the state when you're driving on the turnpike there's a good chance you don't know what municipality you happen to be in 
and for my constituents that live around Route 40 um, at the bottom of the state, and it turns into Route 68 in the Maryland area, they know how difficult it is to have to get out your firearm, unload it, put your bullets in a different area than your gun, uh, maybe put something in the trunk, and um, because Maryland law is very different than Pennsylvania law. Well, we're putting people in that same predicament of peril across the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania as these municipalities are setting their own laws and ordinances in relation to firearms. So House Bill 979 is a preemption bill that doesn't allow any municipality to preempt state law, which is already part of state law, um, but it strengthens that. It also gives firearm groups or individuals the right to sue a municipality that has one of these, um, quote-unquote, illegal firearm laws. Now, I was um, kind of, I guess, excited to see that Attorney General Shapiro um, thought that this bill had merit enough that he had contacted my office. And we had a conference call, and we amended the original language of the bill that had to do with notification of municipalities. Um, that responsibility would have been on the attorney general's office. In the amendment, they're allowed to now notify associations because we have municipalities that may have a part-time secretary or something of that nature it's very hard and time-consuming for the attorney general's office to notify everyone in writing of a change of a law. And um, that notification starts a clock where municipalities can actually repeal those illegal laws before they would have any lawsuits or legal ramifications. So um, that was something that the attorney general was concerned about. And it really made me think that there was uh, his interest, uh, that there was a chance that this would be signed into law. We've passed out of the Senate now. It's passed the House. It's sitting on the governor's desk. And, uh, and I implore Governor Wolf to, uh, to please sign this important legislation into law. Um, however, I, I do have a feeling with his history that this could be a piece of legislation he decides to veto. Do you think that uh, this is something that we can uh, bring back and keep hammering away at and, and, and reach a consensus with at some point, Representative? You know, it's something that I would be willing to continue to work um, with the governor's office, with the attorney general's office, like we did in amending the bill on the floor when it was in the House. Um, it's such important legislation that if there's a way that we can come to an agreement, I think we need to do so. Um, and it, I also would would denote the fact that we had bipartisan support for the bill in both the House and the Senate um, and near veto-proof majorities. So it is uh, a bill that is strongly supported by both sides of the aisle. This has been another Moment with Matt. Stay tuned for more Moments with Matt at repdowling.com slash mypodcasts.